Welcome into the Waiver Fire podcast. Nick and JP are tuning back in after a couple weeks. Sorry about the uh, week delay, but it is the off season. Not too much stuff's happening, but uh, we're back, man. How's it going? It's going pretty good. We at least have one major piece of news to talk about. Oh, shit. We absolutely do. But in the meantime, we are, JP and I are going to dive into a live best ball draft on underdog fantasy together. We are going to be in the same draft. It's a $5 draft and man, it looks like we just got it filled. So we might have to talk the Julio Jones trade news somewhat in between all of this, because this is going to be exciting. This is only my second best ball I've done. How many are under your belt by now? Um, Oh, this season. I think I did six. Okay. But they're just all like $5, 12 man. I haven't played any of like the millionaire tournament ones or anything like that, but right. Maybe I'll play one of those. So the idea of this, if you're new to best ball is essentially you draft a full 18 rounds, 12 team, yeah, 12 team, half point PPR, three wide receiver league. And that's all you do is draft. You draft 18 players who will hopefully get you through the entire season. You do not make any seasonal transactions and you just let it ride. And the system will put the best players in for you. I have the seventh pick. JP, where are you sitting in the draft? Mm. Oh, wow. I'm at, I'm at pick 11. 11th pick. So you're back of the draft. And it's 30 seconds per pick, man, which, which is quite fast, to be honest. Uh, things move fast. The first time I did it, I definitely had some, some auto picks, which does not feel great. So I'm going to try to avoid that as much as possible. And I will say doing it on a laptop with a smaller screen is a disadvantage. You got to kind of scroll through the players. I'm honestly not a huge fan of the underdog fantasy um, setup, but it's okay. We're going to get it done. We're going to have some fun. Um, I'm excited to see your strategy. The top three players, obvious, McCaffrey, Cook, Henry. Now we get into the little bit nittier, grittier. Who's Who are those other top running backs? Is it Saquon? It's Zeke at the fourth overall pick. Wow, and a half-point PPR. I really like Zeke, but, man, I'm starting to come on a little bit more to the J- Jonathan Taylors and Saquon Barkley's of the world. Kamara goes after him. I'm sitting at the seventh pick. Saquon and Jonathan Taylor are, I'm going to be assured one of those picks, which feels great. And wow, it's Saquon Barkley at the one seven and a half point PPR. I mean, it's between him and Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill. I just love the running back up front and man, you're looking at Nick Chubb, Eckler. Saquon's just going to catch so many balls. Yes. The injury history, but man, the massive upside. I'm going to go with Saquon here at the one seven. It is 30 seconds, mm-hmm. and not only that, but this interface, man, The what you have to do is click on a player, and then it loads a little bit, and then you click draft. It is a little bit delayed. but um, Well, I actually – I only use the phone app. Oh, you're on the right. phone right now. Okay, that's clever. So you can yeah. kind of talk. Are you, are you also recording – you're not recording the pod off of your phone. No. I got gotcha. you. So you're on two I different – I got that cool – I got that fancy mic, remember? That's right. Well, I'm going to have to, uh, I'll have to use the app, the underdog fantasy app in the next draft, maybe. All right. I've, so I've we, never, I don't know if it's better. I've just never, I've never tried 
um, the the computer version. So it's at the 110 now. Now it's on you. Talk through your choices if you can. All right. So we've got Aaron Jones, Austin Eckler, Cam Akers, Nick Chubb. I don't know. I just I'm not as confident about Aaron Jones as I have been in the past. Nick Chubb is just so Five solid. Seconds. I'm taking him here. Oh, okay. I love Nick Chubb as well. That that would have been my pick as well. Um, between acres, go ahead. I just think that he's he's really solid, and it's good to get a couple of good running backs under your belt, or maybe just one before you know before that big drop off. But that big drop off isn't as big in best ball because if you just amass a team of maybe running backs, you might get a team of like number ones, you never know. Right. So at the turn the, before you Eckler and acres go off the board. So Aaron Jones is sitting for you there, but what are your thoughts here when he, in the second round? Yeah. I still just don't know about Aaron Jones. Sure. You've got wide receivers there that are really fantastic. Yeah. I think I'm going to go. I'm going to go with Joe Mixon here. Oh, nope. the auto, auto draft drafted gets me. you. I'm telling you that that 30 seconds, it goes so fast, especially trying to talk on pod. So you would have gone Joe Mixon over Aaron Jones. I don't mind that at all, man. Joe Mixon hasn't shown it for a little while, but he should get so much work. And that team should be, the offense should be pretty, pretty fantastic. Yeah, I, I was trying trying to click the button, but it was... Just like you were saying, it's not yeah. maybe not the best. Underdog Fantasy has um, some options. You really have to like almost pick your player within the first 10 seconds and then kind of work out how to get the system going. Uh, Najee Harris then goes. It's on the clock. Oh, I would have really liked Calvin Ridley. He is just shooting up draft boards. You still have Devontae Adams there. Antonio Gibson I really like, but he's got that toe history. DeAndre Hopkins, A.J. Brown, Clyde Edwards-Belair. Mm, really tough choices here. You know, in my first draft, I grabbed a wide receiver, and it is three wide receiver sets here. I'm going to go for huge upside here, and I'm going to take Devontae Adams. I just think Aaron Rodgers is actually going to be back. I don't think he's going to get traded away. I don't think he's going to sit in the season. I think he's going to be back with Green Bay. I think they're going to pay him so much money. And if that's the case, Devontae Adams is going to be the clear-cut wide receiver one on the season, in my opinion. So grabbing him for upside. I don't, he, he certainly, you know, both of us aren't going to be drafting for a while to come. So we're not going to see a lot of players. And I was thinking about Antonio Gibson, but again, that toe injury just made me a little bit nervous. And um, so I went wide receiver there and a three wide receiver uh, set. But yeah, it was, it's, it was, it's good go to ahead. go for a wide receiver. Yeah. I was thinking DeAndre Hopkins just because massive upside there as well, clear number one and just a much clearer picture. But, I don't know. I kind of like shooting for the moon on these in these best ball drafts here. Who George Kittle at the two ten? Waller follows him at two eleven. I have noticed that tight ends go so fast in this uh, format. It kind of blows my mind. You only have to start one tight end in this league, but man, three tight ends already off the board before the third round. Now the wide receivers are shooting off 
AJ Brown, Michael Thomas, Justin Jefferson, DK Metcalf, Keenan Allen. Man, they are just flying. It's coming back to me in three picks. I do see DeAndre Swift, J.K. Dobbins, and Chris Carson on the board, which makes me happy. I, I do probably want a third running back, even though I see Amari Cooper there and I just see massive, massive upside. I'm probably going to snag a running back. Wow, Allen Robinson goes. Man, I'm kind of hoping DeAndre Swift can squeak past this last pick. I, I like him in a half-point PPR over J.K. Dobbins and Chris Carson. Chris Carson more from the injury standpoint and J.K. Dobbins just from the usage standpoint. Uh, if Swift yeah, goes here. He's, he's better than those guys. For if sure. Swift goes here, I'm going to have a tough choice between Amari, Scary Terry. Oh, he picks J.K. Dobbins over DeAndre Swift. Well, I'm happy with DeAndre Swift. I really like him in a half-point PPR. Towards the back of the third round, I think that's that's a pretty solid pick. So I'm going to snag him. Oh, 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 okay. Go get a new one. Okay. Go ahead and go potty and go get a new one. Um, I'm just praying that I can get um, Amari or Scary Terry. Yeah, I know you're eyeing Scary Terry hard. You have two picks to make it and they're the top two picks on the board. So you're hoping somebody reaches a little bit, maybe for Miles Sanders or Patrick Mahomes, something like Evans. that. Yeah. Or Evans. And you can snatch up Cooper and McLaurin. I agree. Those two are far and away the best picks left on the board. I, right I here. just want to be able to have one of them. I'm, I'll be fine if, and it for doesn't sure. really matter to me, which one. This guy's going to get auto drafted. So that, that snags the top pick, which was Amari Cooper. So you're really hoping that, Oh, and you missed them. So yeah. Cooper and McLaurin go right before you. Yeah, that's that's too bad. That is harsh. Miles is Sa- Sanders is sitting there at the top of the board. I, I quite like Miles Sanders. Um, back of the third round, it's it's getting close. You've got ten seconds, so you kind of have to start work, navigating. Julio. Yeah, Julio. So. Ah, I wish it was a good time to talk, but you're about to be slammed on your next pick. Maybe after this turn, if things slow down a little bit, we'll talk the Julio trade. But teaser, if you don't know, he went to the Titans. um, And uh, the Falcons got some decent compensation. They grabbed a second rounder in this upcoming draft. And then they traded their sixth round to a fourth round in the next year. So really, it was a second rounder. All right, it's back on you, man. Here, here's a time in in fantasy football where I'm comfortable taking Mike Evans. Oh, I didn't think I'd see the day. Massive upside, for sure. Yeah. I don't have to. I don't have to play him each week. He doesn't have to take up a spot on my my bench or on on my uh, roster. But mm. if he does go off, I mean, he's a touchdown magnet. Brady's getting better in that system right i don't see why not in best ball Mm -hmm. so david montgomery goes it's coming a couple picks before me here i'm coming up in about three picks players i'm kind of eyeing mike davis is there but i just think that's a little bit high for mike davis i see the upside in season long but here i'm not feeling that very much i'm kind of feeling a wide receiver and on that front robert woods is nice um tyler lockett is a huge upside cooper cup i really like as well i'm really Uh, surprised at how far deontay is down on the adp deontay johnson is huge upside as well i mean why why is he so far below these 
So Patrick Mahomes and thankfully Mike Davis goes off the board. So I really don't even have to consider that. The only other running back is Josh Jacobs. I could go for a huge upside quarterback like Josh Allen is sitting there, but I think I'll be able to grab one in the next round. So we like Kyler or Lamar or something like that. So I think I'm okay there. I really want a wide receiver. You know what? DJ Moore is upside. Do I like him more than Robert Woods? Yeah. Let me get some stock of DJ Moore. I don't really like it, but the clock was ticking away and I do want a wide receiver there. Mm, some of the options I could have done Robert Woods, but he seems like less upside, I guess. Maybe a pick like Josh Allen would have been sparkly there, but honestly with Devonte Adams, if I'm kind of going in on the ride that Rogers is coming back, I kind of want to eye Rogers and like the man, he's dropping to like eighth, ninth round or something like that. Yeah. DJ Moore. I don't yeah, really like the pick, well. but, but I'm excited to go in on that. Like I said, I think in the next round, let's see, are we looking at tight ends here? So Kyle Pitts is still there. That's an exciting, flashy player. Man, maybe the next round I'm really looking at TJ Hawkinson in the fifth. That would be really nice to make it back to me. Well, Kyle Pitts just goes there in the back of the, the fourth. We are going to no. I think you'll you'll get Hawkinson if that's we'll what see. you want. Man, the, the tight ends have been kind of jumping off the board. We'll see. Josh Jacobs goes there in the back of the fourth round. That's That seems like a solid pick there. Travis Etienne, Miles Gaskin. So we got a little bit of a running back run there. I still got five picks away. It's going to be a tough choice, man. I kind of do like the huge upside quarterbacks as well. Kyler, Lamar. Mm, kind of regretting that uh, DJ Moore pick. I probably should have gone with like a Josh Allen or something like that. Because then there's Deontay Johnson sitting there too. Hmm. Players that almost feel sexier. Oh, there's Dak sitting there as well. Wow. So there's there's some bigger news as well. Early in the fifth round, Javante Williams, rookie for the Broncos. I can't remember which coach it was. Maybe it was the head coach. Came out and basically say Javante is going to be the, the number one over Yeah, I, I saw that news. That's crazy. Wow. So there goes Bye -bye Kyler Murray. So that takes one of the guys off the board. I'm sorry to cut you off. Um but damn it, man, I was I was in on Melvin Gordon. I'm glad I didn't grab much of his stock. But honestly, you know, it could it could be coach talk. We don't know. But uh, when when a coach says something like that, that's pretty harsh. So Javante Williams should be, you know, shooting up draft boards. He should be very exciting. Jamar Chase goes very high upside wide receiver in the fifth. There goes Josh Allen. A little surprised that Kyler was drafted over Josh Allen. I personally like that, but a little surprising. It comes back on me. I'm yeah, looking at I like that Jackson. too. Oh, I could get TJ Hawkinson. Mm, I do already have DeAndre Swift, which is the upside. Let me go for the big upside. Let me go with Lamar Jackson. Just to have a, a QB that I feel sexy there. Deontay Johnson would have been a nice pick as well. Don't mind Kareem Hunt either. Those two picks would have fine. Dak. There's some nice picks there. Because I did in the first the first draft, I did wait late on tight end, and it kind of burnt me to some to some degree. So getting that TJ Hawkinson probably would have been nice, but uh, you know, trying new things. Oh, nice. There goes Dak. Interesting. All right, so I got two more picks. Yeah, you, you must be itching me. on Deontay or. Oh, back yeah, to you. Def absolutely. <laughs> Get Deontay. Are you kidding? <laughs> yeah, back I of the fifth round. He made it. I can't believe he made it back to me. That is nasty. Back of the fifth, you got Deontay. 
Let me look at your team right quick. So you got Nick Chubb, Aaron Jones, Julio Evans, Deontay. That feels like a fire start. Um, Julio hoping for health for sure, but huge upside. And man, massive picks there. I like it so far. Looking at mine, less sexy for sure, but things could work out. Lamar, Saquon Barkley, DeAndre Swift, Devontae Adams, DJ Moore. It's okay. And we're swinging. Oh, T. Higgins goes in the turn. We're waiting for this guy to make one more pick before you. Are you eyeing a certain player here? Yeah, I'm. I'm looking at Galladay and Beckham. Mm. Beckham's so scary. He hasn't done it for a long time, but it could pay off. I think Kenny Galladay is a, is a fantastic pick. Thielen goes before you. So you've got your choice. you got Galladay. You, you also have Hawkinson still there. Mm. Running backs are like Chase Edmonds and ugh, running backs are steep. Raheem no, Mostert I'm not ready for running backs yet. Yeah. All right. I'm you have Chubb go, and Aaron Jones. I'm going to go with Galladay here. Yeah, Galladay feels really nice. So you get your fourth wide receiver, which again, the, the software is going to pick your best one, even though you play three. Um, it's nice to have four real and nasty options. There's a flex. That's right. That's right. So all four could start. So it's getting to me and dang, there goes Hawkinson. That would have been nasty if he had swung around to the sixth round. And that really basically shuts off the tight ends. I mean, Higby and Fant are players that I want, but I'm going to wait on that. I think right here, I'm really looking I'm going to kind of reach a little bit for Raheem Mostert, actually. Although there is a Jalen Hurts as well, but that kind of hurts my Lamar Jackson pick. Yeah, I do want one more running back, and he's kind of the last guy that I see kind of massive upside with. So I'm going to grab Raheem Mostert. It might be a bit of a reach, but I like him a lot. I can see that. I mean, you had Odell Beckham there. I'm personally out on Odell Beckham, but... There were some other players. I mean, Chase Edmonds is, is really big upside as well. I don't know. It just seems like Connor's going to get more work until he you know blows his knee. So Robbie Anderson and Beckham go. Chase Edmonds, Russell Wilson. Interesting. Trey Sermon is there. He, maybe he's the starter instead of Mostert because Mostert has a little bit of an injury right now. But I don't know. I, I still believe in Mostert. Yeah. So we can talk the uh because you're not gonna have a pick for a little bit. We can talk the um Julio trade. So he was traded away from the Titans. What were your thoughts initially and kind of where have you landed on really all of the fancy players involved? Calvin Ridley, AJ Brown, Tannehill, etc. Right. Um I don't think that it changes anything for how I feel about AJ Brown. Um, still a really mid second round I, pick mm -hmm. yeah I don't know how I really feel about it for Julio I know it's still good but the biggest thing is Tannehill oh yeah he went from being like borderline unusable or undraftable to uh, just a possible monster Top twelve, like QB one type, type play. Yeah. And uh, oh, nice. I don't think it affects uh, Henry at all. 
I think it makes Matt Ryan suck. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes Ridley just. It, he's got to be. He's got to go up a few spots from that. I don't know who all I have ahead of him, but that's so it is drastic. It is popping on me here. I'm going to reach a little bit again for upside. Again, last round or last draft, I kind of flooded this position late. But I do like Tyler Higby quite a bit as a tight end. I think there's upside there over Goddard. I don't like Goddard as much. The wide receivers are all kind of mixed for me here. So I'm going to try out Higby just to see what a little bit more tight end stock does for him. Um, So back to what you're saying. Would you do, I think before the draft, you would have taken A.J. Brown over Calvin Ridley. Where are you sitting now on that verse? Mm, that sounds like something that might might be swappable there. Just kind of flip a coin when it gets to you? Or you would you would feel like Calvin has supplanted? Yeah, so I've got them six seven and then maybe i would have them i would just swap them Mm, i agree i think i would take calvin over aj right now all right it's on you man talk through your picks a little bit your thoughts okay well i was hoping i could get uh that last running back that was available and i just don't think i'm gonna i wasn't able to get it there yeah um I like Curtis Samuel. Nice. Yeah, he should get some rushing work and definitely presents upside with Fitzpatrick there. Is Fitzpatrick a player that you're taking at all in in best ball? Yeah, for sure. Nice. You are certainly waiting on uh, tight end and QB. Is that typically how you've played? Yeah, it is. So you get another pick here. Tyler Boyd and Debo went off the board in between you. Okay. Um, so, oh, there's Marquise and and Michael Gallup. Yes. Oh man, I think I got to go with Fournette though. Interesting. Yeah. Half point He's PPR. Like the last last usable thing I'm seeing. Man, the running back dies off quick. I mean, Ronald Jones is there, I guess. James Conner a little bit. Yeah, it is dark at the running back position for sure. So a swing to me. I'm also hoping that Hollywood Brown gets to me. It's going to be between Hollywood and Noah Fant for me. I like Noah Fant quite a bit, and I do like having multiple tight ends to just get a monster week out of somebody. I do need more wide receiver help, though. I only have two wide receivers in a three-wide receiver uh, set. I do like some of the wide, late wide receivers. I do want to get Aaron Rodgers at some point. What round are we in? We're in the eighth, so I'm probably going to take Aaron Rodgers next round. There are some tight ends that I can grab later in the draft just fine, like Irv Smith probably is an 11th rounder or something like that. So let me go upside here with Hollywood Brown. I like him quite a bit. Over Brandon Cooks, Michael Gallup. Yeah, let me get some of, of Hollywood Brown. I do like him a lot. Really hoping uh, kind of to lay out my next picks. Although Antonio Brown would have been nice as well, but I'm kind of looking at the next pick being a Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady, something like that. I kind of want one more quarterback coming up. 
Yeah, I like I like Michael Gallup. I kind of faded wow. off of him because of the talk of CD and Amari, but I mean, there's really every shot in the world for him to be just as dynamic as well. I, I think Amari's going to be the one, but I think Gallup could easily vie for the two. And <laughs> even the wide receiver three on that offense might just be very fine on a you know three or four on weeks a, of the season or whatever on a best ball team. I mean, exactly. Yeah. Brandon Cooks goes there. I think he's huge upside, even if uh, Deshaun Watson's out. There goes Tannehill in the ninth round. Interesting. So it's kind of squeaking back to me in the ninth. No offense, probably not going to make it the five picks. Um, Tom Brady presents huge upside, but again, I'm kind of playing to Aaron Rodgers staying in Green Bay. So I'm probably going to take him here in the ninth pick if he makes it to me. Yeah, wide receivers are thinning out. There goes AJ Dillon. Oh, it these feels... people are auto drafting. Yeah, they could very well be. They could have slammed the door. Maybe they had to get to dinner. It does feel a little <laughs> gross taking uh, Aaron Rodgers over Tom Brady, but I think the defense is just so good. Well, Tom Brady goes right before me, so I don't have to make that pick. And this I am. Is, gonna... This is also like it's almost like making um, a daily fantasy like lineup where you're stacking and doing stuff like that. Yeah, I do like to play uh, big time stacks. And Amari, uh, Aaron Rodgers with uh, Devontae Adams is kind of one of the biggest you can make. So even though I have Lamar Jackson, I'm just going to play for that Aaron Rodgers huge upside. I do want some more tight ends. And I, God, I really need wide receivers. I only have three. I'd like to get six or seven wide receivers. All right. So it's kind of coming up on you. Any players that you're hoping make it to you right now? Um, I'm looking at Matt Stafford. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at Corey Davis, Ooh. James Connor. Yes. I am excited to see your late round tight ends. Cause I walked away feeling a little gross in my first draft getting, you know, Jared cooks of the world. And it was a little nasty. All oh, right. Well, it's on you and you have your pick from all of those players. So. You think yeah. it's Stafford here? Or? Yeah, I think he holds more value than my James Conner pick. Yeah, I like Stafford, and you're about to have the pick in two picks anyways. Hopefully Conner can swing around to you, but Stafford has huge upside, even though that defense is so good. There goes Noah Fant. I think Noah Fant at the back of the ninth is, is a really nice pick. And Trey Lance goes. Interesting. Okay, huge upside in San Francisco with his rushing ability. So you do have Conner if you want him. Yeah, I'm going to add a little bit of running back depth here. It's nice. That's your fourth behind Chubb, Jones, Fournette, and Connor. So it's nice upside, and you're totally fine at wide receiver. Nasty wide receiver set. All right, it's coming up on me in a little bit, and I do need wide receiver help here. Michael Pittman presents huge upside, although we haven't seen it. Michael Hardman also presents huge upside. I wouldn't mind that. I keep hearing a lot about Darnell Mooney, but in a rookie uh, quarterback makes me pretty nervous. Um, Irv Smith is also a nice tight end. He's kind of one of the last tight ends that I think is actually pretty good. So I do like Irv Smith. I don't have any pieces of that um, Minnesota attack. Uh, Michael Pittman goes I got one pick before me. It's going to be interesting. You like Corey Davis? Oh, he takes Gus Bus, Gus Edwards, Miko Hardman. 
or Irv Smith to make it. Oh, and there is Russell Gage hanging out down there as well. I like him for upside, but I think Hardman represents some pretty nasty big weeks. Mm, it's a tough one for me. Let me go flashy. Let me get some Michael Hardman. I'm hoping that he's the two opposite of Tyreek and that he just has some nasty, nasty games. We'll see on that one. Yeah. My wide receivers, my wide receivers are all very risky with upside. Devontae Adams, DJ Moore, Hollywood Brown, and Michael Hardman. <laughs> that does not inspire confidence, to be honest, but uh, but it could end up a first place team. Who knows? Ooh, that is tough. Do you look at do you look at bye weeks at all in this? I have not looked at a single bye week. No, weeks no, really. I don't. Okay, good. David Johnson is still on the board. Yeah, he is going to be the starting running back there. I mean, the offense. How could is that suck, guy but... still available <laughs> right now? So Russell Gage and Irv Smith went right after me. That's a little sad. I do like those players. Um, Marvin Jones, Henry Ruggs. Henry Ruggs presents huge upside with that defense being terrible. They should air it out a lot. Cole Beasley, I'm not in on that really. I don't see the upside there. Um, it's kind of coming up to me in three picks here. The sicky is fine, but oh, there goes David Johnson finally in the 11th round. Who are we looking at? I mean, Justin Fields is kind of exciting, but I already do have two. Oh, there he goes before me. Never mind. Trevor Lawrence, I really don't see the upside there. Daryl Henderson Jr. is kind of exciting. He has a bit of standalone value. And then obviously if Cam Akers were to go down, he's a huge uh, flyer. Same with Latavius Murray and Jamal Williams. So it is on me. I kind of like those running backs right now. I guess Daryl Henderson presents the biggest upside of the three. So yeah, I'll grab him as my fourth running back and then Basically, after that, I kind of need to start targeting a couple more wide receivers and tight ends. I'm kind of looking ahead now. Um, looking at some uh, Rashad Perriman is kind of interesting. Tyrell Traquan Smith is kind of a player I'm targeting in the later rounds as well. Yeah. If it's Jamius, Traquan Smith could present some deep ball upside. John Brown is not bad. He might be the one over Henry Ruggs in that Las Vegas team. All right, it's on you, man. What are you thinking? Oh, boy. So I'm going to get my first uh, tight end here. Okay. Go for Evan Ingram. Oh, Evan Ingram. Huge PPR upside for sure. There's so many mouths to feed in that offense, but – he got targeted heavily last year. I mean, I know Kenny Galladay yeah, comes in, but don't mind that pick at all. Evan, Ing Evan Ingram. Yeah. I don't mind that. Big upside. All right. Well, it's back on you now. Yep. So here's where I can take me. Um, maybe another quarterback. Hmm. Kirk? Yeah. Kirk Cousins. Very sexy. Love him at least to start the year. And in best ball, he should have some really high upside play for sure. Having Matthew Stafford, I think that's a very fun pair to play with, with each other. 
both should have monster upsides. Some they might have some eight point weeks, but uh, hopefully you can they can play off of each other. All right, so I'm looking uh, wide receiver and tight end at this point. Nelson Aguilar would be would be fine. I think he's pretty exciting. Um, Ty. Eh, not really in on that. Well, he just gets taken right before me. So I like Nelson Aguilar here. Should be the one on that team. I do like Traquan Smith as well. I'm kind of hoping he wheels for me. So I'm going to grab Nelson Aguilar here. They paid him so much cash. He should be fun. And him being my fifth wide receiver. Again, all of my wide receivers are so risky. So just, just going for upside. Do you need another tight end? Kind of. Gronk is a kind of fun upside. Um, Jared Cook is a high upside. There's there's fine tight ends to finish. So we said um, we said Calvin over AJ Brown just to get back to that Julio trade because it is so massive. It's got to hurt Matt Ryan, right? A lot, yeah. I mean, Matt Ryan. I guess to me, we I was eyeing him as a week one kind of filling, and then maybe a streamer, but he kind of almost moves off the streaming board for me. There goes Ryan Fitzpatrick and Matt Ryan and best ball in the back end of the 12th round. But um, I mean, Kyle Pitts comes in, I guess it helps Kyle Pitts. Like does Kyle Pitts become a, you know, feasible. Are you, are you thinking of drafting Kyle Pitts in your season long when it comes to that point? If he, if his draft stock can stay anywhere out of the sixth round or so. I don't know. Probably yeah. not. Yeah. I'm doing, I'm like, I'm usually loading up on wide receivers right there. I feel that. In best ball, do you, do you um, draft your running back handcuffs at all? Or do you strictly kind of stay away from that? Or does it not matter really to you? No, I don't. I don't go in on handcuffs. Yeah. Like I'm sitting with Saquon and I really wouldn't really want to handcuff him. You really have to like literally put the handcuff guy in, you know, right on season long. It's like a begrudging thing that you do. You're like, oh, I guess I'm going to put in Tony Pollard. Ugh, yeah. So it is swinging back to me. Christian Kirk goes right for me. And I, I really think this is a good spot for Traquan Smith. I mean, I'm looking at Denzel Mims. Just some players that I'm not too excited by. Let me grab Traquan here with the intent of getting a tight end probably in my next round. Somebody like a Jared Cook maybe in my next round, something like that. So, I mean, Julio leaving Atlanta, I think it opens up a couple more targets for Mike Davis potentially, who I just hope his draft value stays a bit low in a season long because in best ball he's already riding up as a fourth round or back of the fourth that is just steep for mike davis for my taste um but it's a huge trade i mean i I think from an nfl standpoint i mean it makes it makes the titans it absolutely helps the titans because you can no longer double or triple cover um aj brown which you may very well have been able to do i mean it was literally him and Ferkser and mess at wide receivers. So, um, I mean, Titans just immediately become an absolute contender. And obviously, 
obviously the Falcons move into very much rebuild mode. All right, it's on you, man. What are you looking at here? All right. Um, I see Kyuk, but I'm going to take Ferkser. Interesting. Okay. So that didn't, so the Julio didn't hurt him too much. I don't think so. If anything, I feel like it opened him up more for some touchdowns. Yeah, they should be driving down the field all the time. So I don't mind that as, at all. And back to you. Sam Darnold goes. Jarek McKinnon goes. Interesting pick there. Yeah. All right. I'm going to go with Sterling Shepard here. Oh, okay. Just add a little bit of more wide receiver depth. You never know when he might have a great game. He's just, he's really solid. I don't, Daniel Jones in the 14th feels like a, a pretty nasty pick. I definitely would have taken over Sam Darnold, and that feels pretty good. Yeah. All right, it's on me, and I'm definitely feeling a tight end. And, yeah, I am going to grab, grab Jared Cook. I mean, there's Gerald Everett. There's a couple players here, but I like him quite a bit to partner with uh, Higby, some West Coast tight ends to, to go there. Probably actually want one more, to be honest. Not sure who that player is going to be yet. So we're in the 14th. So we've got uh, four more picks here. Um, QBs left on the board. Baker, Jamius, Big Ben. It's a little dead there. I mean, there are starters in the NFL. Jared Goff for the Detroit. I mean, Detroit's defense is going to be pretty heinous. And Goff doesn't have great weapons, but he's got Swift, which would be a little interesting stack for me. Um, I don't think Jared Goff is off the board for me. I mean, he it's, it's a little rough, but it's, he's not off the board for me. Um, other kind of sexy players that are left. I mean, there really aren't too many sexy players, but Rashad Penny presents upside if Chris Carson were to go down, which Chris Carson does have injury history. Um, Tevin Coleman could easily be the starter in uh, New York. So I, I wouldn't mind getting a little stock of, of a Coleman. Their rookie was a fourth rounder this year. So nothing I'm too scared by It is coming up on me. And man, I am kind of eyeing Tevin Coleman at this point. I have six wide receivers, so I feel fine there. Yeah. I think I might take a little stock of Tevin Coleman. He might have some, have some nasty upside there in New York. I mean, the tight ends that I've Baker been went. Baker goes. I mean, the tight ends that I'm kind of even looking at, like, eh, nothing that really excites me. Hunter Henry and Cole Komet went right before me. It's not really caring about those players. James White has some upside. Tyrell Williams would be nice. I really do like Tyrell Williams. I think he's going to be the one there. Oh, that's going to be tough, man. Tyrell or the upside of Tevin Coleman. I mean, Tevin Coleman just kind of sucks, though, really. I mean, I don't really like him, to be honest. <laughs> Give me Tyrell. I think he's going to have fine. Their defense is just so bad, and I think he's going to win that number one job as a wide receiver. And Jared Goff is fine. Give me Tyrell Williams, fuck. <laughs> I got to get one more tight end, though. Ugh, running backs. This is fun, though. I like best ball. It really is tough, man. I mean, the 30 seconds, it really puts you on the clock. Thankfully, I didn't uh, I didn't pick any players that I – I mean, the DJ Moore pick was a bit of a regret. 
that one felt a little early. Um, but other than that, I'm, I'm pretty excited by all my picks. I mean, there's players that I, I do really like. I would want all of these players on my team. Coming up on you, you've got Stafford and Cousins as your QBs. Chubb, Jones, Fournette, Connor, Julio, Evans, Deontay, Kenny G, Curtis Samuel, Sterling, Shepard, then Evan Ingram and Ferks are as tight ends. So tight ends is a little weak, but other than that, really looks like a strong team. What are you feeling here? Well, I see Geo here. Ooh. And I you see do have Fournette already. Austin Hooper. Try Austin Hooper. Nice. Partner that with uh, Berkshire and Ingram. And then I'm going to come back here with a quarterback. I'm going to okay. do either Carr or Roethlisberger. Oh, okay. You do have – didn't you – I thought you maybe have picked up a, a piece of that Vegas. No, you were kind of looking at rugs. I'm always looking at rugs, but yeah. no, he went pretty early. True, true. Who is that you that do just have... went D Eskridge? What is that? Seahawks. You do have um Deontay Johnson, so it's kind of a mini stack if you do go with Roethlisberger. Yeah, I think I'm gonna do. go with Roethlisberger there. Yeah, D Eskridge is a uh is that a rookie to Seattle? Um yeah, he is he is the Seattle rookie. It is a second round pick, and Lockett does have injury history, so he could be the two on that that team. It's interesting. There goes Kadarius Tony, another rookie to New York. Darius Slayton went ahead of Kadarius Tony, which makes me very happy. I'm coming up in a couple picks. Do I need one more quarterback? I have Lamar and Aaron Rodgers. That kind of does kind of scream to me that I do I do need one more. Honestly, I don't mind Cam Newton as a rushing quarterback, at least to start the year. Huh. I can probably get him later. Who else is sitting ADP-wise? James White and Geo. Yeah, nothing too exciting there. Anything on the tight end front? Not really. I do have Traquan, so Jamius would be kind of like a uh, little mini stack, but I also have Tyrell. Give me Jared Goff, man. That that defense is just so heinously bad. Maybe Jared Goff pops off. He's been known to do that. Yeah, maybe so. Running backs are looking a little ugly. Chuba Hubbard. I mean, if if um, CMC has any tweaking of that injury, Chuba Hubbard would be a nasty pick. But he he really is nothing more than a handcuff. He has no standalone value at all. But he is a kind of league winner if he does get that job. Malcolm Brown is a player who might win that Miami job over um, over uh, dang it, who's the running back? Miles Gaskin. I did have Higby. Stafford would have been kind of interesting that you picked him. Hmm. I guess I need one more tight end. Probably do one more tight end and a quarterback. I, so we have two rounds left for both of us. Uh, yes, we both have two picks left. 
Are there any holes that you're kind of trying to fill with these last two picks? No, I'm just going for players that, you know, nobody's looking at. Would have loved to have Geo there. Yeah. But that wasn't going to happen. I mean, I like I, you said, I already have um, um, Fournette, but I don't know. I I love Giovanni Bernard. I think he's a great pass catcher. I, I'd probably talk about him too much. Yeah, Gio definitely won you some cash last year. You might have a little cash bias going on there. True. Yeah, so I guess I'm feeling one more tight end and a running back. So there goes Janius. These back ends, there goes Amari Rogers. His back ends are going a little bit slower than uh, the middle rounds. Maybe they weren't auto-drafting. Maybe they just love their picks. Yeah. Marlon Mack is is dead. Um, Damian Williams, no way. I think the running backs of choice are either Malcolm Brown, because I think Malcolm Brown is going to hop over Salvin on med pretty well. Um going to be either that this Chuba Hubbard just went I wouldn't have minded a Chuba Hubbard Deshaun Watson if he plays I mean that's in the 17th round it's just a flyer anyways and he he could play and he could be absolutely nasty so don't mind that yeah let me get a piece of um of Malcolm Brown I think he can win that job down there it's a nice job to have in Miami the Miami running back don't grab that as just a piece I'm going to grab a tight end to finish. Hayden Hurst wouldn't be terrible. I mean, Kyle Pitts is going to get all the news, but um, but Hayden Hurst is still probably going to be in there for two wide receiver, two tight end sets. He knows that offense more, obviously. So we did kind of wrap this up, or as we're wrapping it up, uh, Man, I've been watching some movies that I kind of just want to talk randomly about. Do you want to you want to stay on after this draft and just randomly chit chat for a little while, or do you need to head out? No, that's fine. Let's just roll with it, man. Because I mean, we skipped last week. We we owe our diehard fans really two hours, so let's stay on a little bit extra. Jacoby Myers goes there. Uh, Taysom Hill, interesting late tight end. It's on you, man. All right, so I got. Keelan Cole here. Yes, Keelan Cole could easily emerge as the one for the Jets. They traded for him. Did you hear that he's practicing with the ones? I did hear that. I heard that he's practicing, yeah, with the uh, starting lineup, the the first uh, set. Absolutely. He could definitely be the starter there. I mean, it's a low – it's looking like a low-octane offense, but he could be the one. He's explosive as a player. Back to you, though. Yeah, I really don't know what to do here. I'm going to go with KJ Hamler. Okay, as your last pick there, Denver. So I end up with eight wide receivers. Does not seem too bad. Four running backs is a little shallow, especially when Aaron Jones has injury history, but big upside. Yeah, I probably should have got one more running back. Maybe one more little handcuff guy. I mean, who was on the board? You had... You had Derrick Henry's handcuff. Um, 
I mean, you had Wayne Coleman, and it, it was ugly. It was really ugly. That was probably but I'm just you know what about the big Justin player. Jackson may have been a good pick for you there because Eckler is easily the starter, but Justin Jackson should get more work, and he's a handcuff. I mean, he's an injury away from being nasty. Yeah, he's pretty great. I like Justin Jackson. What a, I, that would have been an interesting pick, but I do need one more tight end here. Hayden Hurst, I was talking to him. Chris Herndon, ugh, don't really like that. Don't like O.J. Howard, Malloy Cox. Dawson Knox is kind of my boy. <laughs> I don't know why I like Dawson Knox so much. Kind of I, my boy. What's that? I said kind of my boy. Yeah. Dan Arnold, I mean, they traded for him. It just as a last-round pick, give me my boy. When do you get to draft Dawson Knox? Come on. Let's put a quarter on his name there. All right, man. Well, that's going to wrap it up for this draft. Do you want to kind of run through your team uh, and talk about what you like and maybe missed opportunities? Um, I don't know exactly what missed opportunity, but I it probably would have been better if I had taken um, one more running back. Maybe around the time I was picking – Sterling Shepard, maybe. I mm. could have gotten like a handcuff or something instead of him. Mm-hmm. But there's always the chance that Julio and Mike Evans and Deontay Johnson and Kenny Galladay don't have a very good day. And Sterling Shepard and Keelan Cole are going to step up and win the day. I could see them making the roster for sure. And how about your – um? QBs and tight ends. What were those? What did that finish as? Uh, Matt Stafford, Kirk Cousins, Ben Roethlisberger. Those, those are pretty solid quarterbacks. They can't all be bad at the same time. <laughs> um, tight ends. I'm just not a tight end person unless I can get one of those, um, those top three. Yeah. Which I will take one of those players if it comes to me at the right time. For sure. More like more likely to get Waller and uh, and Kelsey than than Kittle, but I still like Kittle a lot. I got Evan Ingram, Anthony Ferkser, and Austin Hooper. Nice, man. And I had uh, Lamar, Jackson, Aaron Rodgers, Jared Goff, and Higby, Cook, and Dawson Knox. So little, maybe a little stronger quarterback, but – Still pretty damn weak at tight end, even reaching a little bit for Tyler Higby. So, man, those, those spots are just tough to fill. You know, after I was really hoping TJ Hawkinson, but maybe I should have reached for him a little bit. But it was fun. I really had a good time with that. And uh, one thing that uh, you wanted to bring back a little bit is you went over to the Braves, man. You went over to Atlanta to catch a Braves game. It's right in the heart of. MLB season and they're letting in fans. How was that, man, to finally get back to live sports? It was great. Um, I've only been to a Braves game once before, and I went up with my family, and we went out to eat beforehand over in the Battery, and that's a nice little area. They've got a bunch of restaurants, and the wait times for some of them might be pretty long, but it's all right. Um, drank a lot of beer in the stadium. There you go. Um, going back this weekend, we're going to see the 
I'm going to see the cards this time. Oh man, you know that's my team right now. Really? Yeah, I was born in St. Louis. Only lived there for about a year of my life, but uh, my grandpa and uncles still uh, still live there. My grandpa passed away a couple of years ago, but uh, and we would go to St. Louis every year for Christmas. So I have a lot of ties to that city. And you know, when I was in Auburn, I was definitely a Braves fan, which my grandpa was pissed at. But now that I've moved to the Midwest, you know, I kind of had the decision about the Twins, and I. I just didn't feel like swapping to the American league. So I was like, you know what? Let me, uh, I have some Cardinal swag from my grandpa. Let me just be a cards fan, man. And, and they're a pretty strong team. So it's been fun. So we'll have to have a little friendly rivalry for that game. Sure. Um, they did win the last time that I saw them, but they have recently broke a four game losing streak. So that's where they're at right now. Yeah, Braves have definitely had a mixed season. I mean, so has St. Louis. St. Louis started off red hot, and then they've uh, slowed down. So which game are you going to see? Are you going to go on a Friday or Saturday? It's going to be the night game on Saturday night. Oh, it's, that sounds uh, perfect. It's my friend's birthday. Oh, it's, so are you, are you going, going? You're not going up with the family then? You're going to go up uh, solo and meet up with your friend? Yeah. Oh, that sounds like a great time, man. Are you going to spend the day there, or are you just going to roll up for the uh, the game? Um, there's a hotel, so we're gonna, I'm gonna crash in a hotel. Oh, you're staying the night after the game. Yeah. Yeah. We're gonna, I've got work Saturday. That's going to suck, but I'm going to roll up. We're going to go to the game and go to dinner afterwards and just crash. That sounds killer, man. You don't have to work on Sunday, do you? No. Oh, good. Oh, I, I would be. It would take a lot for me not to do a little shopping on Sunday afterwards in Atlanta. I miss Atlanta shopping so much. It's fun. It's definitely really fun. Um, I go up a good bit, so I'm I'm all shopped out. I'm probably wake up Sunday morning and head back as early as possible so I can get some rest and everything in. Yeah. I feel that. That sounds like a great time, man. I, I miss going to the Braves. I had gone eh, maybe one or two games every season or so. And it, it's always just an absolute treat. I mean, my seats always sucked, but just the vibe of that stadium. Um, was it, was it full capacity? Did you, could you tell? I mean, did they... um, it seemed like it was everyone was slammed in together, you know, <laughs> that's good. Oh, uh, that sounds great, man. I, I miss it down there. I'll have to make it up to a twins game. It's, it's a little too far for me to drive down to uh, the cards, but maybe I'll go visit my uncles or something and, and do that. But I did just find out that my town of Rochester, which I didn't think really had any sports does actually have a summer league, which is kind of like, eh, kind of like minor league players, but they're like, they're really more for collegiate players that are looking to get a little bit more playing time, a little more experience and a little bit more um, eyes from the scouts. So they should be pretty good, actually, and I'll definitely um, head over there. I think it's going to have a very college vibe to it, so excited to make it there. At least I get some live sports. That just started last week, so I'll make yeah, it there. that sounds cool. And something I've been doing is I've been chowing through some movies, man. I, uh, I don't know why. I just kind of had the time recently to do that, and the two things I've been watching, first off, I watched – I finally went through that um, – that romance trilogy with Ethan Hawke called Before Sunrise, Before Sunset. 
before midnight those three films have you do you know those or have you seen those films i don't know those they're uh they're pretty interesting it's something that uh some friends in high school of mine really really liked and so they've been kind of in the back of my head the the kind of idea of the plot at least is essentially that ethan hawk is in europe as a young you know mid-20s or so kind of a lost soul in some ways just exploring and runs into a uh, French uh, girl of the same age. And they just hit it off, man. And they decided to do, just kind of hang out for the day. She's got a day to spare before she has to head back to Paris, I guess. And they just hit it off. And really, man, they just fall in love. But at the end of the day, you know, when they wake up the next day, they, they have things, you know, he has a flight to catch back to America and she, I don't know what she has in Paris, but she certainly has to get back. And they're just kind of drawn away from because of their circumstances. And it, it's a tough situation. And that's essentially the first movie, um, you know, to kind of spoil it or whatever. Uh, they promise essentially to, to see each other. They kind of arrange a time and place. And in uh, you end the film, not really knowing if they're going to, to see each other again or not. And uh, I think it's, you know, it stands alone. I don't know if they made that movie with any intention of making a sequel, um, but it was fascinating really just to leave it on that mark. Really a solid film. I think that uh, Ethan Hawke is an actor that I, I have mixed, you know, commentary on. I don't think that he's ever been exceptional in my opinion, but not awful. And um yeah, it was good. You know, the writing was pretty fast. I, I really probably liked the idea more than the execution, but the execution was, was pretty strong as well. And, uh, and then what they did was, is that nine years later, they made the sequel. And so I don't know whether that was planned or they finally got the budget to do something or the actors felt inspired to get back together. I have no idea what they did nine years later. And essentially the idea of the second film was um, they see each other nine years into the future. They, they had planned to meet each other sooner than that. I'll go ahead and spoil things because whatever, if you haven't seen it, I guess stop, stop five minutes ago and rewind. But uh, they had planned to meet up and they missed it, man, for, for other reasons. They just missed it and don't see each other for nine years. And God, can you even think back you know, nine years ago when you were in your early twenties, like just totally oh, did, different. Did you watch this on the Criterion version? I watched this on the illegal download version. Okay. Well, yeah, um, it may have Apparently been the Criterion a... version, but go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. They have, they have a, a trilogy that you can buy. That's what's up. You know, I, I didn't after... realize I've never heard of this before. I know the, the director Richard Linklater, oh, really famous. Had you had you seen any of his films? I, I did not recognize the director to be honest. Yeah, um, Slacker. Oh, Days of Confused. Um, School of Rock. What? Wow. Um, a Scanner Darkly. That is so strange. You know, Scanner Darkly kind of makes more sense because it is that dialogue richness contemplation does make sense interesting all right well check it out now that i've spoiled what goes on i mean honestly the the film is very much less about what's going on 
and more about how it's going on, the intimacy, the, you know, uh, cinematography. Uh, so I would, I would recommend it. it. It's a strong film. I, I think the second one is, is kind of the highlight of it all. It's really, really interesting and very good. But essentially the plot, I mean, the plot idea is the same. It's that they get back together for one day. And what does that look like when, you know, now you're, you're not a mid 20 year old. Now you're a mid 30 year old and you've had nine years of life experience and you've had the experience of having met that one day, nine years ago. So it's no longer a random encounter. It's you have some history with this person and it's, it's kind of a magical yet depressing history and wow, they just master it. And so I think that was the pinnacle. And then there was a third film where they did the same thing. They waited nine more years. So now you're talking about the third film, I think was in the mid 2010, 2010s. And so nineties, aughts, 2010s. So really three different, uh, and three different generations in a way and they play out the idea well maybe i should save that that plot because uh that is heavy spoilers but all three very strong films and they really complement each other so well to see each other at different stages in life you know um being at our age very early 30s you can't necessarily fully appreciate the arcs that they go through because by the third one they're in their 40s but i do have two kids myself and so they i feel aged in some ways and uh it was just it was kind of a it was a thrill to go on and i'm glad that i finally uh checked those off my list so i would recommend them for sure and and then another thing i've been watching even more movies this is a kind of series if you will that i have been kind of just peeking in on every once in a while which is the original james bond series i don't know okay. exactly why but i guess my mom was really uh, a decent fan and would you know when i was a kid like i remember going to the library and she would check out old james bond films on vhs which damn, if that doesn't date me right there, that you checked out VHS tapes from the library. And so I have some really fond memories of the OG James Bond, you know, Goldfinger, Thunderball. And I was like, you know what? I've never watched those films like as, as an adult, especially I haven't watched them all the way through. Some and of them aren't as good as the other ones. Oh, of course. I think there's, there's extreme variability so far. And I've watched six of them so far, and I'm trying. You, you know, to tell you which ones are my favorite. Absolutely. So, have you have you watched the James Bond series? I guess. I mean, you've watched a lot of them. Yeah, I've watched a ton of them. That's awesome. I'm so glad. When did you kind of go through that phase? Do you remember? Um, I don't know if it was a phase, but I've I've seen a number of them based on recommendations from the internet, oh, I see. Um, saying that like this and that is is a really good one and stuff like that oh, okay yeah what, what were kind of the highlights that you remember i mean is this 10 years ago or is this five years ago do you probably be like 10 years ago maybe yeah well what kind of rings um, in your head what, what comes back um let's see i'm looking at the list here yeah um dr no i remember that one being pretty good 
Dr. No, for me, maybe the hype was too high in it being the very first one. It, it did not, it was not my favorite movie, man. It was, it was really cheesy, but, um, but I recognize, you know, it was the debut. So they were ironing out some kinks and I don't know that, that one didn't sit too highly for me. Right. I mean, we can go back to like, like the ones that I was able to see, like when it was coming out. So like True. 99. Yeah. Those ones are okay. Yeah, I, um, I had I kind of I guess I went to the theaters when the um the Brosnan actor was the star and I did see some of those, but you know, I was so young that they didn't make a huge impression on me. But obviously the um Casino Royale, that that was a landmark movie for, for me. I thought that was incredible. Yeah, Die Another Day was good, World Is Not Enough. All those ones from the nineties, I thought were pretty great um i think i remember liking moonraker mm. um thunderball i think was a good one thunderball is interesting for sure my favorite of the kind of early originals from russia with love is is actually like a very solid movie like i think that sean connery his second go around really nailed the vibe and the sex appeal and just everything. And the plot mm. of the plot is essentially having a Russian spy convert to a British um, intelligence, you know, uh, I can't remember the exact word, but essentially decides to abandon uh, the Soviet union at the time, or that's what she says. And and it's just fantastic, man. I mean, they go through Turkey and they show a lot of Turkey, which I love. There's a great train sequence. The villain is very strong. That one stands out so far as, as my absolute favorite. Um, the one I just watched yesterday, I guess, was the sixth one, which is on Her Majesty's Secret Service. And it's the first one without Sean Connery, which it's, it's always a bit of a shock factor when they swap up the bond. And I don't know if, I don't know if he only, it's only does got, it. It's only got one. He only has one movie. Yeah, that was it. And and then they brought Sean Connery immediately back. Um, that movie is very interesting. It is so unlike the first five. Not just, of course, the James Bond, but it lasts for over two hours. It's two hours and 20 minutes compared to, I mean, the, the first five all felt like hour and a half films or so. I, I don't know if that's true. It's just what they felt like. And it's, it's like, I guess you could say it feels a little bit more realistic from the spy standpoint, but then also at the same time, like the last hour, it's like all jumbled up. It, it's a very strange movie. Um, was not my favorite, but I, I kind of liked the change of pace because honestly, I felt like with Thunderball and you only, you only live twice. I don't know. It started to get a, maybe a little too formulaic at that point. So I appreciated the mix up there. I know I've seen um, at least two of the Roger Moore ones. Mm -hmm. I don't think I've seen all of Octopussy, but I know I've seen Moonraker and The Spy Who Loved Me. Yeah. But I don't know if I've seen For Your Eyes Only. Mm. I can't recall that series outside of... Um, 
the man with the golden gun. I absolutely remember that one. I, I recall it being pretty fun. So I'm excited to get to that phase for sure. And I'm, I'm kind of quickly coming up to it. Um, after honestly, after loving Casino Royale, I have not seen any of the uh, the other recent films. Quantum no. of Solace, I think I watched a little bit of, but I haven't seen any of like Skyfall, Spectre. Did, did you catch though that that series? Yeah, yeah, I watched all of them. There's nothing special there. Oh, that's a shame. Casino Royale. Did you like Casino Royale? I really like that one. Oh yeah, it was solid. That's a shame that they they fell off after that. But uh, it's been fun, man. I, I really like, I'm excited to see the different ages for sure. The different uh, kind of genres, I guess, that it goes through, even though they're all spy films, they all have a different flavor, I feel like. And uh, it's been very exciting. I'm excited to see Sean Connery's, uh, is it his last one? Does he just kind of come back for a last hoorah in, uh, yeah, I guess he does in Diamonds Are Forever. So that will be fun for sure to see him one last time. Oh, no. No, pardon me. He comes back for a um for an early 80s stint there with a never say never again. So it's like seeing an old friend at that point. Anyways, it'll be very fun and I'll uh maybe I'll kind of bring it back up again, but uh that's that's been my movie exploits and it's been it's been pretty awesome. But uh best ball was awesome. Uh hopefully one of us can take down that uh that league. Maybe we'll go 1-2. And, uh, and it was fun, man. I appreciate you introducing me to it. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a staple of my uh, fantasy play every year. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'm sure I'll get with this underdog fantasy that when you can give 10 bucks and get 25 back and there's a $3 minimum fee, so you can get 10 drafts in if you want to. It's pretty awesome um, with all pieces of the pie. I mean, I'll do the $5 drafts, so I'll I'll get seven of them in and I'll probably sprinkle them throughout the off season, which really just got a couple more months left. So maybe every couple of weeks or so I'll, I'll snag one just to see how values are changing and where ADP is looking. I mean, it's got, it's a really strong indicator coming up on ADP and it's nice to be clued in, but uh, maybe we'll do another one together before the, uh, before the season starts rolling, but it was fun, man. I'll uh, we'll see if we catch you next week or not. Honestly, my work is just insane right now. So it is a little hard, but um, we'll try to make it work for next week, man. All right. I'll see you then.